Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for the Eddie and Webby Podcast. Yo, I'm going to bust out some theme song action for you. Check it out. The Eddie and Webby Show is the place to be. They're talking about beer and pickleball and technology. So if you didn't know, now you know. Because it's time for the Eddie and Webby Show. On today's episode, Eddie and Webby try out for the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. This is the Eddie and Webby Podcast. Uh, oh, hey, how's it going? This is Webby, not Eddie. And I'm Eddie, and this is our 42nd podcast. Oh, yeah. Episode number 42. Man, Eddie, it seems like it was only 41 episodes ago that we were doing our first episode, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, but now we're here with 42, <laughs> and uh, man, we got a good show for you guys tonight. I am so excited for yeah. this show. Yes, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be super fun, uh, and I can't wait. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, we are live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. We are live on Twitch. And this show is meant to be interactive. So please make sure you get those comments and questions coming in here tonight, right? Yeah, make sure you interact. We love interaction. So please interact with us. Why yes. Don't you? Yes. And typically, you guys know, we, uh, we shut down this show and then we go right into dinking around with Eddie and Webby. But... Tonight's a little bit of different format that we're going to be talking about here uh, in a little bit, um, but just, to, uh, just Eddie, know it's good. Sorry to interrupt, but something looks different. Like, what is going on in your location right now? Uh, yeah, I'm not in Florida right now. I'm actually in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I was in town for what? the Michigan State Games last weekend, and I am also going to a family member's wedding this upcoming weekend up in the Traverse City area, so... Been in Grand Rapids for the last week and a half and won't be back in Florida till early next week. Nice. That's yeah. crazy. So we're actually uh, reporting live just like a couple hours away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's bizarre, but... Different locations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, we got a great show. I'm super uh, excited to be able to interact with our guest tonight. But before we do that, Webby, what's going on in Twitter? Ah, yes. Twitter. Let's go ahead and see what's on the Twitter sphere today. It's been blowing up like crazy, more than ever even. Uh, here's a Twitter comment from Whoopsie Goldberg. I got to give a shout out to my boys, Eddie and Webby, for having my girl, Michelle Esquivel, on their podcast. Excellent episode. Nice. Thanks for that. I totally agree, Whoopsie. Uh, Michelle was an awesome guest. So much fun to have on, and I hope we have her on again for sure. Oh, yeah, that was a super fun episode. I loved it. Uh, let's do another Twitter comment here. Here's one from Leonardo DiCrapio. I haven't seen any tournament videos featuring both Eddie and Webby in quite a while. Did you guys stop playing as a team since you always lose so badly together? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, it's, yeah, I don't know what to say to Leonardo, but... It's a good yeah. observation, but uh, all I got to say is stay tuned. You have not seen the last of Eddie and Webby as a team. So That's right. Stay tuned. Yeah, Leonardo. The, uh, the losing so badly together, all that is, is a, just a big learning experience for us. And That's right. it's going to make us get better. You just watch. 
Yes. All right, let's do one more comment here on Twitter. Here's one from Billy Crystals. Eddie and Webby, I love the fact that you guys are showing videos about how to improve your skill level. Please keep them coming. Nice. Thank mm. you, Billy. Yeah, that is nice, Billy. I definitely appreciate that for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. And you know. uh, as, as a matter of fact, uh, I do believe we have some new videos that we're going to show later tonight. So stay right. tuned for that. Yes. What are we going to talk about now? You know what I think we should talk about? I think we should talk about our special guest, and I think we should talk to our special guest. What do you think about that? I think we should as well. All right. Uh, man, this is going to be a very fun night. I am super excited to hang out with and talk to today's guest. He is a longtime pickleball player that has been playing and winning championships since before a lot of today's top bro before a lot of to top blah, 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 man, I'm getting tongue twisted, but he's been playing and winning championships since before most of today's top pros were even born. He played a big part in designing some of the most popular pickleball paddles for Onyx. And in addition to pickleball, he has numerous passions in life that he has excelled at, such as being a musician, a ventriloquist, a competitive cornhole player, and a home brewer, just to name a few things. Ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome to the show, pickleball legend and fellow podcaster, Steve Peranto. Steve, how's it going? Great. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for being here. This is going to be awesome. We have so many great topics to talk about today. Can't wait to get started. Um, but uh, I don't know about you. I'm actually kind of thirsty already, so I think we should crack open a nice cold beverage before we get into it. What do you guys think? Yeah, definitely. Good. I was hoping you would say that. And, uh, <laughs> I've got mine, but it's already poured, guys. So it's uh, oh, that's that's quite all right. And uh, my, if anybody was listening to the intro, I, I mentioned how you're a home brewer, and if I'm not mistaken, you've been home brewing for over thirty years. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, about thirty-five years now, home brewing. Nice. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm drinking right now. I have a. Uh, so on Wednesday nights at my house is fun pickleball beer drinking night. My backyard's a court and. I always have pickleball light on hand. I always want to make sure I have one of those because, uh, you know, you don't want to really get intoxicated while you're playing pickleball. And so this is a nice light one. And since I'm doing this show and then you're going to be on my show, I thought, you know, two hours of drinking beer uh, <laughs> could be a – of course, later on in my show, you, nobody will be looking at me. I might be, <laughs> I, I'd be on the ground by that time. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. great. My show, my, my show isn't video like yours, so I have to be a little careful here. This, <laughs> this is fun. It's really uh, different for me to see the screen, see you guys, and uh, see myself on the screen at the same time. Wow. I'm used to just not worrying about that. I've been told I have a, I've been told I have a face for radio, so. <laughs> nice. I've been told the same thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Eddie? What are you drinking tonight? Well, since I'm in Michigan, and since we are going to be close to Bel Air, Michigan this weekend, I picked up a controversial IPA from Shorts. I've actually never been to Shorts. I hope when we're up in that area this weekend, I get a chance to go there for the first time. And I'm excited to drink this beer. Have Have either one of you guys had this before? I have not. I have not. Yeah. I've heard it's good, so I will let you know. I am uh, super excited about the beer I will be drinking. Um, it's kind of like the closest thing I could uh, think of to get that's 
not quite homebrew, but it's kind of close because you can only get it at the Detroit Founders location. It was a special beer that was brewed specifically for the Detroit location. And this one is a nice large bomber of Detroit Double IPA from Founders. Yum. I love Double IPA. Oh, yeah. Great and, style. Uh, Steve had a great idea about like keeping it light since we're going to be drinking a lot probably tonight. And uh, <laughs> I probably should have thought about that because this, is, uh, this yeah. is a pretty big beer. And... Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting once uh, once it comes time for Steve's show, I think. <laughs> right. Well, it, sometimes beer acts like a truth serum, so maybe I'll get a lot out of you guys on my on my uh, show later tonight. Love it. Nice. That'll be good All right, time let me for sure. Go ahead and pour yep. this out. So, uh, have you tried yours yet, Eddie? What's yours smelling and tasting like? Yeah, I'm absolutely loving this beer. Um, it definitely has a lot of that American hop, but I am getting some kind of grassy notes as well that are not common in what I would consider to be a Michigan IPA, almost more like a little bit of that dankness you get from, you get from a West Coast IPA, but very drinkable. Uh, I could see myself putting back a couple of these and I am gonna enjoy the heck out of this. All right, cheers nice. guys. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, it's gonna be a super fun I, night. I'm drinking mine out of a Mason jar and it has a Bigfoot logo on it. So I got this at a Bigfoot festival about four months ago and it was a cornhole tournament. Uh, and at the same time was a Bigfoot festival going on. So a lot of speakers were there talking about their sightings of Bigfoot. I, I don't actually believe in Bigfoot guys, but um, these people did. So I like my nice. uh, mason jar with the Bigfoot on it. Yeah, I like it. It's very nice. Uh, so here we go. Let's uh, let's go ahead and kick things off. And Steve, as you know, um, we are not allowed to do a pickleball podcast without first asking our guest, how did you first get involved in pickleball? And I do the same on my show. I, I always <laughs> want to know people's history. So uh, 1974, uh, September of 1974, I was going to Green River Community College. I was a freshman and I was there. Uh, uh, I was going to, that was, I was playing tennis at that college. And uh, right off the bat, the professors went on strike. And me and the other, another tennis buddy, Dave Lester, thought, well, what are we going to, you know, what are we going to do here at the gym? So it was raining and we went into the gym and we heard about this game, pickleball. And uh, they had a court set up most of the time in the gym on a little side court. And Dave Lester and I played probably five hours a day for two weeks while the professors were on strike. And we got good at it. Uh, Dave, by the way, was very he was top ranked in badminton uh actually nationally he was a top table tennis player and a top tennis player uh, at our green river team well you combine those three sports in 1974 with pickleball he was very in innovative and in coming up with some things that nobody else was doing and uh the two years later uh, 1976 the inventors of the sport were sponsoring the it was titled the world's first pickleball tournament in uh, near seattle where the game near where the game was invented and uh, we went and played that and in fact i have a picture here of us so this is 1976 uh let's see get this picture right that's me when i could jump and i had muscles i'm in the air <laughs> nice and my partner there that's dave lester 
and he won the singles event. And back then we played on carpet. A lot of tournaments were on carpet back then, indoors, indoor, outdoor carpet. And uh, the matches were three out of five in this tournament. It was single elimination. And there were about, oh, 50 some people in the singles draw. And first thing I was so happy about was that Dave was in the other half of the bracket as I was, because I couldn't beat Dave. And uh, I made it to the finals against Dave. Dave beat me in the finals. And then in doubles, we made it to the finals against uh, uh, Scott Stover and Rob Cahill. And they were, they learned how to play on the original Bainbridge, Bainbridge courts. And oh, wow. they, they were in there, they were about 30 years old and we were 20. And so we thought there's no way we could lose to old people. I mean, they're 30, you know, that's how we thought. Uh, but they did this shot we had never seen before, which is a, a third shot dink. Now it wasn't to the extent we do it now, but we had never seen soft stuff before and they beat us. So I, I jokingly always tell people that I was the first loser of pickleball because I lost both <laughs> finals. I, I lost the singles final to Dave and I lost the doubles final to uh, uh, Scott Stover and Rob Cahill. It's in the history book too that Bev, uh, Bev Youngren and Jennifer Lucor have written. So that was, I was just at the, nice. guys, I was at the right place at the right time. That's all nice. I have to say about it. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you actually have something with you that's pretty interesting that's uh, from around, not not too long after you first learned how to play, isn't it? Well, that was talking about Green River. So Green River, we had had these rec tournaments. So actually I did play in tournaments even in 74. This trophy, first place singles. So that means Dave Lester didn't play that tournament because I couldn't, <laughs> I did never did beat Dave Lester in a tournament. Uh, so I won first in this night and it's 1975. I doubt that anybody has a trophy going back farther than that. I had a 74 trophy, but I've lost a few of them. But anyway, pretty early pickleball trophy. That was at Green River Community College. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. great. Uh, yeah. So Eddie, um, I think we have a video clip handy. Um, I, I looked you up on YouTube. I did a little bit of research. And there, I actually got sucked into a, a wormhole of videos featuring Steve, <laughs> and I found this this beauty of a video clip. Uh, I believe it's from 1984. And uh, Eddie, oh, I would say I go probably, ahead and uh, I probably roll it. have really short short shorts on. I bet. <laughs> oh yeah, this was actually 83. Oh, okay, is or that you right there? Is that you front and yeah. center? Nice. Yeah, that's my short shorts. And that was indoor on carpet. We played a lot of the tournaments. And I had a lot more bounce in my step at that time. Oh, and by the way, that shot right there, there was no continuation rule. So as long as you hit the volley, uh, after you hit the volley, you could fall in. And I just did that on that shot. That was at Tacoma Athletic Club. And the paddle I'm using was one of the first paddles that Pickleball Inc. made at the time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's by far the, uh, the oldest video footage yeah, I've ever I, seen of anybody playing Pickleball. This is the paddle I was using in that. I had still, this is, I, that, this is oh, the nice. very same paddle. And so this was when Pickleball Inc decided, hey, we this game that we've invented in Bainbridge Island on our 
our court. It's fun. We're going to share this game. We're going to we're going to get this game out there. And this was one of the paddles that they sold at the time. This was the master. That was my favorite paddle uh, at that time. Yeah, that nice. was on. Yeah, that was that was on that green indoor outdoor mm -hmm. carpet. So how was that? How was that playing on that carpet surfacing? You know, it was it it was kind of a ground strokers game. In fact, in singles, you could actually win staying back because the ball would set up for you to hit passing shots. Um, at the time, Earl Birdsall was one of the best singles players, and he would rarely come to the net. And that's hard to believe that anybody would be winning singles. Um, he would beat me on the carpet doing that, but then if we played on the hardwood surface, I would beat him. Uh, so that that carpet really let the ball set up. Be interesting to see what today's players would do with it. I think uh, with it, well, remember we weren't using the Dura ball either. We were using a Kosum ball, which was uh, which was about as slow as today's Jugs ball. So the game was much slower than it is today with like a Dura ball. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, so we actually have another, we have a picture on file now. I believe it was from around the same time as that video was. It's actually a picture that you just recently posted on social media. Um, so I feel uh, like we got to show that yeah. right now. And there, there it is. Yeah, that's so 1980. That's 1984. That's my dad's house, my mom and dad's house on a lake. And I'm, and I'm with Tony Longbreak, who just got back into playing about four or five years ago. And he's playing tournaments again, too, now. And he lives in Arizona part of the year. Uh, and, that, and the paddles we're holding there, those were the very first composite paddles. My dad invented uh, the first composite paddles. Those were the early Prolites. And uh, I can tell those are the very first ones right there. That's before we even came out with a larger size. I, I designed uh, a larger size, which was the first oversized pickleball paddle, and that was called the Magnum. In fact, Wes Gabrielson used that until he switched to Onyx about it one year ago. The very same paddle. Nice. Very cool. Um, so do, do you know what, what year that was? Did, you might have already said it. That, but do you know? No, it's, that's 1984, and that's 4th of July. We had, a, we had a 4th of July party every year at, at, at the lake house, and we invite all our pickleball friends. So uh, if, you, if you ever heard of Dan Gabinek, that's a legend in the sport, too. He was at that party. Um, a lot of those people uh, stopped playing and they got into golf but uh, but tony Longbreak is one of those that just got back into the sport but those were right. i tell you what those were some of my uh, fondest memories was playing pickleball on the lake and having all the pickleball buddies come out on fourth of july and then uh when it got dark they shot the fireworks right off in front of my parents i mean professional big time fireworks right on the lake on a barge uh 50 feet 50 yards i should say off our dock unbelievable Nice. I absolutely love yeah. the uh, the baby blue jumpsuit you were wearing too. I feel like I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I might start I might start rocking that. I like that. We should bring that style back. <laughs> it had a lot of compliment, uh, not compliments, comments. I might make make that clear. There didn't have a lot yeah. of compliments, but I've actually kept. Uh, I had I had four of those uh, slick type suits, Adidas slicks, back in the seventies. They and uh, I I played for Pacific University tennis, and we were red and black. So I had a red and black pair, and I kept it. And I pull it out every about every two or three years. I have an 80s party at my house, and that's what I put on. <laughs> nice. So, Eddie, what's going on in the social media world? Yeah, so obviously, Steve, you know, you, you've been around long enough to see the, kind of the progression of paddles that you might want to get into more. But Cheryl Hall Wyatt has a question, and she's wondering, 
what is your favorite paddle now? That's a good question. So, uh, and you know, it depends on your style. My style of play is all about, and I think this is a good style for seniors to have, is I am trying to reset every ball into a dink uh, until I get to the no volley zone. And so because of that, I've, I'm using a paddle that is just tremendous at, at resetting. I'll show you what it is right here. I wish I could say I designed this one because I designed two for Onyx, but this one I didn't. It's called, this one's called the Outbreak. And it's, it's got a, a patent on the surface, TechStream, I believe it's called. And uh, it's very wide paddle. It's even wider than you've seen the uh, wide uh, Selkirk paddles. And I believe that has something to do with how well it absorbs power. Because I wasn't a big fan of the Duraball for many years. And now I love it because when I'm using a paddle like this, I feel like I can absorb that hard, hard rock ball better than most people. Oh, wow. And uh, so that's what I'm using now. Now, before this one, um, I used this. And this is kind of similar, but it's a different surface. This is called the Vertex. This, was, this is actually the biggest surface paddle you can have. So I made it as wide as, as shape as wide as you could be legally and uh, with a short handle. And if you have a short handle, then you can make, you can have bigger surface area. So for the people who hold ping pong style, which is becoming very popular, that's this grip right here, you know, the V grip, a lot of people, so thumb is on this side, fingers on this side. Uh, because my finger and thumb are on that surface, I get very good control of how the surface of the paddle is pointed. And that's, I would say nine out of 10 of the students that I teach do better with that grip. But, okay. uh, you know, it all, paddles are really a, a personal uh, preference if, if you're a power player. So one of my doubles partner, Randy Byther, who I've won three nationals with, my longtime friend, he's six foot six and he likes to exaggerate his reach. And so that longer vertex or longer C1 does that for him. Now, for me, I like to exaggerate my touch and control, so I use the outbreak to do that. Okay. I think, so you that, said you like I think that's a, a good thing to do is to exaggerate your strengths. That, that's, that's a theory that I have. I know a lot of people like to have a balance between strength, between control, but I just feel like my game is so much about dinking that I just want to exaggerate that. Okay. Now, you said you like the, the longer paddle for when you play singles. Do you primarily only use the longer paddle when you do singles and then use something else when you're playing doubles? Correct. Okay. That's what I do. Because in doubles, I'm dinking and I'm resetting. Singles, you're not resetting at all. You're hitting passing shots. Or you're, you're returning and you're coming to the net and you need a longer paddle to cover the, the uh, court. So, yeah, correct. I use a longer paddle in singles and I use the fatter uh, outbreak that's a more of a touch paddle. The game is singles and doubles are like two different sports. Oh, for the sure. Shots Absolutely. Re require, the, re the shots required are not similar at all. Yeah, definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, Eddie, right, what's going right, on on social media? Right, I want, right here is the world's first composite paddle. So this, my dad, oh, nice. when, I when I was complaining about the wood paddles in the 80s, uh, my partner at the time was Richard Skevington. And at that time, we kept losing in the semis of, of tournaments at that first USA PA tournaments. And I just complained the paddles were too heavy. And I weighed the paddles, and they were 13 times heavier than the ball. I weighed my tennis racket. It was only seven times heavier. So two weeks later, Dad has these two prototypes, two just like this. This is Boeing floor paneling from jet airplanes. My dad was an engineer. 
And that's what started ProLite, and that's what revolutionized the sport. He's in the Hall of Fame for doing that. He's in the Pickleball Hall of Fame. And so one of these paddles is here at my house, and the other one is at the Hall of Fame at uh, Pickleball Station in Kent, Washington. Nice. Man, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Sweet. That's pretty We're seeing, uh, seeing some history here, Eddie. That, that was a big piece of Pickleball history right there. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like we need a four-hour show just to dedicate to like all of these little historical pieces you have there to show right. everyone. That's so cool. Yeah, I feel like there's, I feel like there's no chance that we're going to be able to get to everything we want to talk to Steve about because there's, yeah. there's just there's yeah. so many amazing things going on in his life. Like, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna have to make this like a four-part series, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. But uh, what's uh, what's going on on social media? Yeah, we've had a couple good questions here that um that are coming in. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, how, how you still play Steve and, uh, Scott Golden actually wants to know, do you enjoy rec games more now or tournaments? I love them both for different reasons. Um, tournaments just get you so fired up, uh, your adrenaline's up, uh, there's just something special about a tournament. It's probably because I'm a competitive person. There's just always something special about a tournament. Rec play though, uh, I just love the people that I'm around. I love the rallies that we have. And that's when you do your practicing. So that that's where you maybe work on some shots. I'm. It's funny be, because I'm still working on new shots. You think that I've been playing for 46 years that I would be done working on shots. But if I would still play the game the way I even did four or five years ago when I was winning national age group championships, I wouldn't even be relevant right now, even in age group. Uh, the game keeps evolving and uh, rec plays a great time to work on that. Yeah, that's, that's so cool too, that you keep, you know, you say that it keeps evolving. I've watched videos from even three, four years ago and the level of play is so different now. And um, I think it's one of the things that I love about the sport uh, kind of going on that path too. Mike Baumgartner asks, what do you see for the sport 10 years from now? That, that's always a question I like to ask uh, my guests too. I, I think, well, at the rate we are growing, I think we're going to be possibly talking about being in the Olympics. I think we're going to have a vast number of pickleball clubs opening. I'm talking about private, indoor, maybe even more chicken and pickle type, pickleball type places also. I just think the number of courts are just going to keep growing. And of course, you know what that means. That means the number of players are going to keep going. I think in the high schools, we're going to have, um, it might not be a varsity sport, but I'd say in 10 years, it's probably a club sport like we're doing with lacrosse right now. And that will be terrific to get more and more young people playing the sport. Nice. Um, so one thing I want to find out from you, uh, since you've been such a, a longtime player of pickleball, uh, what are like the, the biggest changes or differences you've seen in pickleball from when you played in the 70s and 80s compared to how it is now? The dinking game and the strategy involved with the dinking game is vastly, vastly improved. And, and in the 80s, when we were when Sid Williams formed the USAPA, and I got a picture of Sid over here on the wall, fond memories of Sid. You know, he started the USAPA. He's also in the Hall of Fame, and he passed away a little over a year ago. So we all miss Sid. I just want to mention Sid. But um, 
in those days in the 80s, we we dinked. In fact, if you uh, talk to Richard Skevington, the partner that I had, you know, when, when we first came out with this ProLite paddle here, so this is the first model, Richard and I were then winning everything because we now we had the advantage. Well, soon everybody else wanted this paddle and uh, we, had, we had a company and, and, uh, and everybody was buying them. But at that time, we did not dink like now. Now everybody can dink from anywhere on the court. Any, but now the top players can hit a, you know, we call it, we don't call it no man's land. Um, we call it the transitional area. Or I've even heard people call it real man's land because today's players can hit a dink from anywhere on the court. And it might be a volley dink. Um, it might be, they might, you might be hitting a volley dink from your toes rather than hitting it off the bounce. Like if you watch Simone hitting every ball. So today's players hit every ball out of the air that they can without losing their balance. Um, and they move far less. The efficiency of movement today, if you watch players, and I had Dave Weinbach on my show a couple weeks ago and we talked about this because he's famous for this, is the efficient movement rather than just jumping all around like your uh, happy feet like tennis players do. So uh, many, of the sh many of the shots have really been well, uh, I just, tr just hit at such a higher, higher level that the control, the, sh the mechanics have changed, actually much less swings today than there were in the 80s. We, we swung that racket like it was a tennis racket in the 80s. <laughs> today, they're blocking, everybody can block anything today. Yeah, definitely and, great. And then of course, and then, and then the other thing that happened uh, because of the, the Duro ball coming in, that added more spin. So you're seeing a lot of cross-court slices now we never hit cross-court slices in the 80s. We just dinked it over the net. Um, uh, uh, so actually aggressive dinks. These top, top players know when to hit uh, a, a non-aggressive, unattackable ball and they know when to hit an aggressive dink. Also, we never lobbed from the no volley zone back there. Back then we lobbed from the baseline, which today is one of the worst shots to hit. Where uh, now you're hitting a volley lob right over their head when you see the, the, your opponents leaning forward. Uh, so there's just more shots. The strategy and more shots are just crazy. Nice. Um, now earlier I talked about how I got sucked into the wormhole of Steve Peranto videos on YouTube. Uh, there's just, there's so many interesting videos that you've been part of over the years. And, uh, for one example, I, I stumbled upon a video on the pickleball channel that featured you giving tips on cross-court dinking and different ways to be better uh, at playing pickleball. But something that really captured my attention um, is the fact that you've done some pickleball song parodies in your day. And uh, we yeah. actually have a, uh, a video clip um, that I think Eddie has handy. And I would say go ahead and roll it because this is pretty great. <laughs> you know you book about pickleball where he shared a lot of secrets but not them all because he's Yoda yo 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 Yoda he's got a little mustache and he's not very tall but you better watch out cause he'll hit you with the ball cause he's Yoda yo yo 
So that was that was a party at my house after uh, Oregon uh, State Games, and Mark Friedenberg was at the party. And Mark Friedenberg is Yoda. If you don't know Yoda, he's uh, a true uh, innovator, great player, one of the top players ever in the history of pickleball. He's playing in the '70s now at an amazing level. And you know, it's always fun to do a parody of a friend when they're at the party. It makes it a lot more fun. So we had a good time. Oh yeah. Mark was Mark was inducted into the Hall of Fame the same year my dad was two years ago. Oh nice. And um, I got I got to sing that song. At the, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's probably how what I erased something earlier. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. I got so, I get some sound effects here too. Uh, I nice. got to play that song at. Mark's induction into the Hall of Fame. I I happen to have a my guitar on right now, and I have a just a quick fun song that I sang at this year's Hall of Fame. Would you guys like to hear it? Live, yeah. A live performance. Okay. Yes, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna put my voice enhancer on. Here we go. so cool oh my god eddie like i feel like uh, i kind of feel bad for any future guests because i mean <laughs> we just had a live performance during the show that was friggin' epic that was phenomenal <laughs> yeah so my dream my dream i do a lot of parodies in fact i love the beatles and if you guys know who wes gabrielson is he teaches a history of rock and roll class at his high school um he's a history teacher great hit and that's why you guys don't see wes during springtime he's coaching tennis he's a teacher so you don't see him at the u.s open he's still playing great great pickleball uh but you just don't see him because he's busy teaching well i go to his class every year and i'm the beatle expert i play about 20 songs we do a uh kids guess what song it is who sang it which album it was on so nice I, that's i love fun, it fun time yeah i love it i love beetle, i love i love beetle parodies uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but we've we've done a few parody videos ourselves, and the most recent one, uh, Volume Four, that just came out not too long ago, it actually kicks off with a little Beatles parody. So if anybody wants to check that, yeah. that out, but 
man, but this is awesome, Steve. You've uh, you've been doing the the pickleball parodies for for a while now. I thought we were clever and uh, like <laughs> groundbreaking by doing pickleball song parodies, but now this guy, this guy right here, has been doing it for quite a while, and that was awesome. And I I got to tell you, that's uh, that's that's definitely one of my show highlights. What just happened there with you performing that song? That was <laughs> that was that was pretty epic. I'm not gonna lie, I love it. I love it. Oh, great. <laughs> Well, at, at uh, national at the uh, Hall of Fame dinner this year, Wes was my keyboardist, and we put on about a thirty-minute show. That was a blast. Um, I just love having Wes on the key. Wes is actually a talented keyboardist. So, in fact, I wrote the songs, and then we practiced for about twenty minutes. He'd never even seen them. All he had to know was what key it was in. Nice. I'm not that good. I'm not that good. <laughs> so I have to, I have to have my chords written out and everything, but. No, but I, we actually, uh, we do have another video uh, on file of you doing a performance. And I do believe it does feature Wes playing with you, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Eddie, I say we go ahead and roll that clip, too. It's another great one. Another parody from Steve Peranto. I might be getting too old to play it by the Cause I've been seeing some signs that are telling me so I got pains I can't hide I got pains that I can't deny I got pains I can't hide And it will happen to you My skills are going away <laughs> love it absolutely love it that's great stuff right there music is fun um, yeah absolutely now if uh if the rumors that i've heard are true you've actually entertained at the the hall of fame dinner the last couple of years is that right Yep, yep. The last two. Well, we've only been going two years, so I'm not sure if I'll do it this year. But um, it's been re it's been really fun. And, and like I said, this year Wes was my keyboardist. It's always fun to be on stage with someone else that uh, you enjoy doing that in front of. So, oh, definitely. Yeah, that, that's great stuff. And uh, <laughs> we've we have one more video that I found of you when uh, when doing the research of Steve Peranto on YouTube. And this is something I believe uh, you were telling me when we talked before that you are actually a professional children's entertainer. Is that right? I, I was. I haven't done that for about okay. six years now, but that's what that was my summer job when I taught school. Okay. And I'm not sure if this was actually entertaining children or not. I think there was a little bit of some edgy comedy going on, but we found uh, a clean clip from uh, an act that you've done in the past. And uh, Eddie, uh -oh. I would say go ahead and roll it. Once again, as predicted, we're all so addicted to the game that we love to play. Sometimes when I'm playing, I lose track of time and keep saying, just one more game again. You know that you all say it, just one more game, don't you? <laughs> wow, I forgot I forgot all about that song. 
Didn't even know. I couldn't even remember I did that song. But that's, that's Kenny. Uh, Kenny is my nerd puppet, and he uh, uh, was in my kid shows. Uh, and that was a pretty clean song there. But I have uh, I have actually done some adult shows at my local bowling alley bar uh, for close friends' uh, birthday parties. In fact, uh, you all know Christine Barksdale, don't you? For the um, work, work for the USAPA, that's the, she'd be a great guest for you to have, by the way. She and she's oh, done nice. some commentating. She's done commentating at uh, na at nationals last year. Um, but anyway, she was at that show, so there'd be one of the other pickleball friends that attended a birthday. It had nothing to do with pickleball. It was just a birthday party show at a bar. But I invited Christine to that show, and I think we had a good. Time. Speaking of that, I have I do have with me right here. One of the longest playing pickleball friends. I have Grandpa Clarence Nelson here. Would you like to meet Grandpa Nelson? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, let me definitely. Hear, I'd love to. Let me see to. if I can, me, see if I can wake him. him up here. <clears throat> wake up! I wake it up. Okay, okay. Here we go. Get on the camera here. We're going to talk to the. Oh! Can they see me? I, I think so. Can you guys see Clarence? We can. We can see him. Oh, hey, Clarence. <laughs> What's going on? Well, we're we're doing I'm on a I'm on the Webby and Eddie show. The Debbie and what? No, the the uh <laughs> Eddie and Webby show. Oh. And we're we're talking all about pickleball and since you've been playing even longer than me, since 65. Since the game was invented, you guys, 1965. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. I, I I invented the nasty Nelson. No, no, oh, wow. no, no. You really didn't. Uh, actually, Clarence, I, I, I had Timothy Nelson on my show. In fact, he's one of my first guests, and he invented the nasty Nelson. No, I did. No, no, no. <laughs> you, I don't think you even know what what it is. See, the nasty Nelson is if you're serving, and you notice that the uh, receiver or the non-receiver isn't ready, they're not looking, then you serve a hard one and you hit them and you get a point for that. Oh, that's not what I did. Oh, well, you, you said you did a Nasty Nelson. I did just last week. What's your Nasty Nelson? Well, when my opponents make a bad call. They make a bad call? Yeah, I, I take down my pants and I, I take a big craft on the court. Oh, oh okay, that's 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 enough, Clarence. We're gonna that's a nasty Nelson. Here you go. Help! Help! Don't put me in the Help! Help! Elder abuse! Elder abuse! Stop, Clarence. Just shut. Just get in there. You should see what he does to the girl puppets. Okay. Sorry. 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 I got him. He's. Sorry, I got him in the box now, so he won't bother us anymore. But that's Cla <laughs> Clarence. He's been playing since uh, since Joel Pritchard in the uh, oh my God. 1965. Oh, man. Oh, that so was he, amazing. He, 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 he performed at the Hall of Fame dinner, too. He sang, um, oh, shoot. Now, I can't remember the song he sang. It was a, tear, it was a tearjerker, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. I, I will never. Uh, anytime somebody talks about a, a nasty Nelson, I'll never. Uh, yeah. I'll never envision it the same way again. Now. <laughs> right. I'm. I'm expecting to hear from Timothy any any time. So. I don't know, he should oh, enjoy that. Awesome. Timothy. Timothy has met some of my. Uh, my, puppet, characters. It's funny because Timothy's known as Puppet Master, 
And I've oh, yeah. so you guys, I've got I've got about twenty of these characters, all different animals. Um, if, I don't know if you guys know Rachel Krug. That's another. It's a small world, but she's another top senior player, who is a professional ventriloquist and singer. And that this oh, is her nice. full time look. And she's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, she's unbelievable. So if you ever could get Rachel Krug on your show, she's got a fantastic voice and does a lot what I do. She, she's actually bought some of my puppets. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. So speaking of uh, Timothy Nelson, the puppet master, you've actually known him for quite a while. Is that right? Yeah, I, I met Timothy when he, I don't even think he was 21 yet. Um, uh, Timothy stayed at my house a couple times for Northwest tournaments. Um, he may, I don't even know if he's 21, but I had, I don't think so. Cause I think he was, I think we allowed him to drink beer, but, uh, you know, <laughs> at that time, uh, he was, uh, doing things that no one else was doing. In fact, um, he kind of, he was my first or second guest. I, so on my show so far, if anybody wants to go back and listen to my podcast, I started out with either Timothy Nelson or Seymour Rifkin. Seymour announced his forming of the World Pickleball Federation on my show. He formed the IPTPA, which is the first uh, uh, certification for instructors. I've had Robin Shonda Davidson on my show. I've had Tony Tolinar a couple times, Mike Hoxie, Jason Santier, Tyson McGuffin, um, Simone, Wes Gabrielson, a ball show where I had all the ball manufacturers on my show talking about all the various balls and strengths and weaknesses. I had Caitlin Christian, top tennis player, uh, who's also a pro pickleball player. Mike Sullivan, our nudist show. In fact, that's when I started listening to you guys is when you guys were ending your show and you were commenting that, oh, turn on uh, Pickleball Talks with Steve Prano. There's going to be lots of nudity on the radio tonight. And, yeah. Uh, in fact, that's probably one of my highest rated shows. Here I've had on the greatest players in the world. And then I had Mike Sullivan, the avid nudist. And I think that might have been my highest uh, rated show. I had Steve Wong. So many things, interesting things with Steve Wong. But he also had a cardiac arrest on the court a year ago. And I had David Overmeyer called, who did the uh, compressions on Steve. Pretty amazing. Uh, Steve Dawson, who's turned his tennis club, Bob Riggs Tennis Club, into a tennis club. I've had Scott Golden on the show, and I know you've had Scott Golden. I've had Dane Gingrich, who's the mental performance coach, and since he's been on the show, he's been making the circuit. He's been very popular. I had uh, Dr. Graham Erickson, who is a uh, sports vision expert. I always wanted to do that because I wanted to help if anybody could, if I could prevent one person from getting their eyes injured. Uh, so we talked a lot about eye, eye protection. I had a memorial show. Uh, where we talked a lot about June Crab. I had some of my closest friends in the studio. June passed away a couple years back, and we missed June a lot. But anybody from anybody could call in and talk about people they miss. I had Dave Weinbach on a couple weeks ago, and boy, he was very insightful on improving your game. I had top Onyx players Steve Cole, Lucy Lucy Kovalova, and Matt Wright. Uh, tonight, I'm having you guys on my show. We're going to talk a lot about broadcasting in the world of pickleball. And next week I have Curtis Campbell and uh, we're going to talk about all the things we'd like to change in the sport if we had full control over pickleball. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of your show. I've listened to all of them. Um, I've even been called in a few times and uh, yeah, if, if anybody that's listening has never checked out Steve's show, you've got to check it out. It's pickleball talks with Steve Peranto. 
It's a, a live show that you can actually call in with a telephone. If um, and some of the younger listeners might not even know these these cell phones, you can use these to make phone calls. They're not just for texting and uh, Facebook. You can actually make phone calls with these and uh, and call into Steve Peranto's shows Thursday nights live. It's pretty right. awesome. You got to check. Yeah, it out. I, I wanted I wanted to do something that no one had done before, so I wanted a live call in show, and uh, it's been fun. I've had like I said, just amazing guests on the show. People yeah, in the pickleball cool. world are so are so good about promoting the sport and so you call someone up like tyson mcguffin and or simone top singles players in the world and they go sure i'll come on when is it <laughs> pretty amazing yeah it really is and eddie and i have talked about this numerous times on the show um like we we can't get over the fact of how many amazing guests have actually agreed to be on our show we always just assume that they they feel bad for us and uh, just want to do some charity work or something like that. But yeah, it's it really is. It's amazing. Like there's, I feel like there's no other sport where the pros are so down to earth, so accessible and so friendly. It's just, it's, it's very cool. Another one of the many reasons why we love this game so much. Absolutely. Um, but uh, one question I have for you though, is like, what, what made you decide to do a podcast? Well, a, f a few things. I, I, I taught school for 30 years, and I was used to being in front of an audience. And then I did my children's shows in the summer for 20 years. And I missed having, number one, I missed having an audience. <laughs> and uh, a couple years back, uh, I had a chance to uh, be the broadcaster for play-by-play -play stuff for some big tournaments, local tournaments when we had the professional pickleball federation in band, and I enjoyed that so much. And then when I was at the U.S. Open the year before last, Pickleball Channel had me uh, broadcast quite a few of the senior pro matches. And I thought, you know, this is really fun. I just like doing this. And uh, I'm going to talk to you guys when you're on my show more about all the, the you know, broadcasting play-by-play, -play, uh, what you guys think of different uh, broadcasters, and because I'm a fan of, of many of them. And anyway, it, I just had so much fun doing that. I thought, you know what, I need to, I need to create my own show. And I love talk shows, and so let's let's create a live talk show. That's awesome. Yeah, and you're you're doing a great job. I love it. I love tuning in. Um, and uh, one thing we like to do here is ask some hard hitting questions. So I hope I'm not putting you on the spot too much here. Um, but now is where I would like you to rank the uh, the guests on your show from your least favorite to your your most favorite. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make you do that. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to go, well, how do I get out of this? I was just thinking to myself, whoa. You know, even if I if I was to even tell you my least favorite, they would still be a great, they were all great, great guests. If, but I mean, it would be like, okay, a scale of one to 10 and my least favorite's an eight. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, yeah. all your shows have been great. You've had amazing guests, oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I was just trying to be, just trying to be a little jokester there. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, yeah, my yeah. I you know, and I forgot to mention having Enrique in the studio. You know, Enrique is one of my closest f friends. Uh, it's so nice. I happen to live in an area where Curtis Campbell lives in my town. Wes is twenty minutes away, um, and Enrique is about thirty minutes away, and Tony Tolinar is about, and these are. Four fantastic people who can talk about our sport and are playing at the highest level. So, and Bonnie Williams, I can't forget Bonnie Williams. And uh, these are all people I play with, train with, and get to have them in my studio. 
there could be a lot of places if I lived, I wouldn't be able to do what I've done with having these people right here in my studio. Nice. Uh, so, Eddie, what do we got going on on the social medias? Yeah, I know, Steve, that uh, our time with you is is coming to an end here. We have so many things we still want to talk about. But here's a question from Scott Golden, actually. He said, what happened to the PPF, uh, the Professional Pickleball Federation? Yeah, so that was one of them that I was that I got to do the uh, commentating for a couple years back. And it just folded for some reason. I th They weren't making money. Um, I can't tell you, I don't, I can't tell you why. Um, I do know that, you know, the same people are always winning. And so you have maybe, you know, 40 people paying quite a bit of money in to enter these tournaments, but then the money is actually being just spread around by the same three or four people that are winning at the time. I, I think now we're getting a, a, a deeper level of great players that can all beat each other. So I think maybe that could change. I'm, 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 in, I'm, and I'm just doing some guessing on why that didn't work. I know they weren't making money. Right. Okay. Hey, you guys, I do have, if we're coming to the close, I want to make sure I have my, because this sport is a sport we all get obsessed with. And I happened, I did a survey and I found out the top 12, usually, you know, D David Letterman had the top 10, but I actually, there were so many, I have the top 12 signs you might be obsessed with pickleball. Would you like to hear those? Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. I, now, oh, here's where I need the drum roll. Did you guys cue up a drum roll? Let's start with a drum roll. We'll end with a drum roll. I, I got it ready for you. <laughs> okay. 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 Just keep it ready. We'll do it for number one. Okay. Right, sounds good. Number 12. Number 12. Your non-pickleball friends have arranged a pickleball intervention for you. That's number 12. <laughs> yeah. Number 11. You no longer have non-pickleball friends. <laughs> Big laughter there. Number 10, you are an ambassador, a certified instructor, a certified referee, and the president of your local pickleball club. And there's going to be some people listening who that applies to. Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, number definitely. <laughs> number nine, you can't decide if your pickleball nickname should be the Pickleball Pimp or Badonka Dink. Hard decision. <laughs> nice. Tough decision. Number eight, your garage is now a dinking court. And we've seen this video, everybody's garage being a dinking court. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number, yep. number seven, you have an autograph of both Ernie Perry and Puppet Master. <laughs> How many of you can say that? That, you know, Ernie Perry's who the Ernie's named after. Number six, you have recorded and analyzed every U.S. Open and National Final. <laughs> uh, with, there are people who have done that. Number five, yep. you spend more money yearly on paddles than you do on health care. <laughs> number four you broke up with a perfectly good girlfriend because she is a three five and you are a four oh <laughs> nice <laughs> number three you are constantly one of the top five contributors to the pickleball forum <laughs> number number two you can't wait for the kyle yates autobiography to come out <laughs> kyle, yeah. kyle did like that Okay, drum roll now, guys. Get your drum roll queued up. Here we go. Number one. You regularly watch and listen to the Eddie Webby Show and Pickleball Talks with Steve Peronto. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. And, and you know <laughs> you're it. obsessed. Nice. That was great. <laughs>
I love it. That was awesome. Uh, there are a couple of things on social media that I do got to uh, bring up that caught my attention. Uh, Cheryl Hall Wyatt says, Steve is truly multi-talented. Uh, that is absolutely true. Couldn't agree with you more, Cheryl. And here's an interesting one from Anthony Kalika. He says, the people need a Webby and Steve duet parody. What do you think about that, Steve? Well we'll, have, well, we'll have to work on that. I've got a few songs in the can, as they say, you know, so. All right. Yeah, I'm always down for a new song parody. I love doing song parodies. So if you think of a, a good duet for us, I'm I'm totally down. <laughs> That's good. I've got a few. Yep. Nice. Um, I do have a couple more things to bring up before we say goodbye. Uh, I You were telling me before the show uh, that you actually have been playing competitive cornhole quite a bit lately is that true oh i i just love it so i've just got in with the right guys here in oregon that are top top players in fact my my friend bob and i just call him cornhole bob uh we we uh play every saturday indoors we practice and he's he's won the state championship here i don't know four or five six times he was one match away from being on the espn uh show about two weeks ago so i'm oh, getting wow. great training um, I just love it. it. To me, it reminds me of hitting a third shot dink. The right arch, nice. the right touch to slide that uh, bag in the hole. So I'm in two leagues right now, and I'm I'm just loving it. I do love cornhole. That's a, that's a game I think I could do competitive as well. I, I usually dominate when I play against my friends and family, so I'd love to see how I do against actual like professional cornholers. Right. Um, now, are you using the good, the good bags that are sticky on one side and slippery on the other? Uh, actually, I, I don't think I have used the, the, any of that have a sticky side. Hmm. Are you still there? I feel like we might've lost connection. Uh-oh. Eddie, are you hearing Steve anymore? No, uh, looks like his internet might have disconnected on us here. Oh man. Hmm. Well, well, I mean, it was about it was about the time where we were going to say farewell, but uh, I, I had a couple more things I wanted to say to him, but I really do feel like we need to have him on again. I mean, <laughs> talk about an epic, amazing show. Like, how awesome was that? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love having a lot of the pros on to be able to talk about the game and everything like that. But, man, to have a singer, musician, a guy who's been in the sport for 30-some years, knows his history – and also performs live on the Eddie Webby show. Like, man, I think right? I think we need to be vetting our guests a little better now. Now that we've had like, <laughs> right. like we've peaked now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how like we're our, come down from this. Like I said before, I feel very bad for any future guests that <laughs> right. have to follow Steve because I mean, like he performed live on the show. Uh, he did a ventriloquist act. I mean, come on, and this was amazing. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Uh, I, I was just cracking up the whole time. A lot of the times that I was off screen and I actually had to mute myself because I was just <laughs> laughing constantly at, at all the great stuff yeah. he was pulling out. So that was, that was fun. That was so much fun. Oh, so great. And not, not to mention his dad is the creator of the composite paddle. I mean, yep. that's like what a groundbreaking thing in the sport of pickleball and he's in the hall of fame for it. I mean, that is, that's amazing right there, man. So, such an awesome night. I'm so glad Steve was here. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, he uh, he his signal cut out. But I mean, we were, we were about to say goodbye anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But we got to make sure we remind everybody to tune in to Steve Peranto's show. It's going to be airing uh, 29 minutes from now, as a matter of fact. And uh, we have some contact information that we're going to show on the screen. 
um, you want to make sure you take note of this. So if you want to call in live while we are on his show, that's right, Eddie and Webby will be on Pickleball Talks with Steve Peranto. All you got to do is call the phone number 971-327-9530. That's right, 971-327-9530. And you'll be connected with Steve Peranto on Pickleball Talks. Yes, that is going to be a great time for sure. Oh, I think so. Oh, but, I think we got him back here real quick. Oh, he's Let's back. Yeah. yeah, I'm back. Yeah, he my, he's back. <laughs> something happened to my computer, but we're back now. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we were that. just telling everybody how amazing it was to have you on. We were telling everybody to make sure they tune into your show, which is now going to happen 28 minutes from now. Um, we right. gave them your phone number. Got to make sure you call in and uh, interact with all of us. Um, there were just a couple more things I was going to ask you before you left. Is it is it true that you have a pickleball court in your backyard of your at your house? Oh yeah, yep. My backyard's a court. In fact, for the nice. since 1982, my backyard's been a court. Different homes. Wow. And so, Very like nice. last night, last night was my Wednesday summer pickleball night, and I have people playing pickleball, people inside um, playing table tennis, and I've got a lot of other things to do. But oh. pickleball court's always the most popular. Oh man, I wish I, gotta, I had. I, I wish I had two. I, how do we get in on the Wednesday night pickleball thing? I mean, well, Eddie, and I, Eddie and I are always talking about like signs that we've made it in the pickleball world. And I feel like we truly haven't made it until we've played pickleball on Steve Peranto's backyard pickleball court. So whenever you're in the Portland, Oregon area, uh, you're invited. So that's in fact nice. we just had last night. We had Kelsey here who I just met in a pickleball tournament three weeks ago. She's a pilot and she happened to be in Hillsboro because she's uh, flying out of Hillsboro. And she said, can I come to pickleball night? Absolutely. So she was here last night and uh, get new people here all the time. Nice. Yeah, that, that is officially at the at the top of my, my pickleball yep. bucket list. So that's got to happen one of these days. Yeah, we got to do that for sure. Yeah, the Northwest is a great place to visit. So Port, Portland and Seattle, you know, we're only about uh, three hours apart. And you got lots yeah. of good beer there too. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No Northwest is famous for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely got to do a, an Eddie and Webby tour around the country and just visit all these amazing locations and all these awesome people that we've talked to. Uh, but man, this Steve, this was such an awesome night. Uh, can't thank you enough for being here with uh, with us. Is there anything you want to tell to anybody that's tuning in? Uh, like update them on how they can keep track of what you're up to. Uh, well, if you want to listen to the, all the past episodes, uh, use your, use any podcast app and punch in Pickleball Talks. And uh, a lot of people on these podcasts, just like I do when I'm driving, I listen to podcasts. They listen to them at a later later time while they're driving or while they're exercising. Um, I've, I've learned a lot by having the guests on that I've had, and I'm sure the listeners will too. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, Steve, we cannot thank you enough for being here. And uh, we'll actually, uh, we'll see you real soon because we're going to be yep. guests on your show in uh, 26 minutes. <laughs> right. I'm going to be getting ready. So you guys call me back at 10 till and uh, we'll make sure your sound levels are right. And we'll, we'll <laughs> nice. hear you. We'll hear your voices in just a few minutes. Awesome. Yeah, the tables are going to turn. We're going to be on the yeah. other side. The other side right. of the microphone. Yeah, I'll be on, I'll be on yeah. this side of the microphone instead of this side of the yeah. microphone. <laughs> yeah, which is harder? Yeah, we'll find what do you, out. What do you, 
Yeah. What do you think's harder? What do you guys think's harder? Well, I mean, to be honest, I was I was pretty nervous about thinking about the fact that we were going to be on your show and you were going to be drilling us with questions. But the more I think about it, like really, like it's it's the host's job uh, to like yeah. think of all the questions and keep things rolling. So it's kind of easy street for us. So I'm trying to I'm trying that's to how- talk. I'm trying to talk, talk myself into it being easy street on your show, even though I am still pretty no, nervous, that's, to be honest. That's that's how I feel about it. I feel it's it's easier to be a guest than it is a host. Ask us yeah, in a couple hours. Okay, I will. I, I, am, okay. Uh, I am one one glass of my double IPA in. I'm about to pour my next one, so I, th- yeah. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> I, might even, I might even go a little bit. I might go with... Uh, my IPA next too. So, oh, nice. If I, if I if I'm if I'm slurring my speech, you'll know why. <laughs> nice, very cool. Okay, but yeah, guys. thank you very much, Steve, and uh, we'll be talking to you very soon. Okay, see you in a little bit, or hear you in a little bit. Bye. <laughs> see Thanks, Steve. Wow. Oh, so cool, so damn cool. Yeah, cool guy, man. That was so much fun to have him on. I, I know we've already like we've <laughs> we've already concluded his interview and then he came back Correct. but yeah. I, I just unbelievable the guy's super talented very funny loves the sport i mean you, you can't ask for a better guest than that oh for sure that was that was awesome that was definitely uh definitely a highlight in my pickleball career and uh we actually need to get going pretty soon because we're gonna be on his show but we do have a couple very important videos to show anybody that tuned into our previous episode knows that i recently Met up with DJ Howard for some pickleball coaching, and uh, I'd like to present part one of that experience right now. So I'd say, roll. Oh, hey, how's it going? Today is a pretty exciting day for me because for the first time ever, I'm going to get some high-level pickleball coaching. Oh, yeah. Our good buddy DJ Howard, a.k.a. Daniel J. Howard Pickleball, is going to be meeting up with me and uh, giving me some coaching today. So let's go get ready. DJ was nice enough to actually watch some footage of me playing some matches. And what did you notice when you uh, when you watched me play? And anything I need to work on that stood out to you? Yeah, footwork's important. Uh, you tend to crowd the ball a little bit, let, allow the ball to get in too close, and it's it's not allowing you to perform as well as you could. You really need to get better stability, balance, and then you have better rhythm hitting your shots. Okay. So that's one of the things we really want to address is the footwork and then the positioning or your posture when you're hitting the ball. Okay. Yeah, definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Let's go okay. ahead and uh, get started. All right. <laughs> Here we go. So we're just going back and forth. I mean, nothing fancy, right? But I'm going to move you around. I'm going to challenge you a little bit. And then I'll give you feedback as we go. We want to keep everything as controlled as possible, right? We want to maintain that stability like I talked about. Yeah. But then balance doesn't mean you have to be completely straight up and down, right? If I'm over here, I'm still balanced. Okay. So I can still maintain stability and balance even if the ball is further away from me. And then just keep it simple. There you go. There you go. Always attempting to keep the ball in front of your stance. Uh, There's one other thing I notice is you tend to let the ball get back here a little too far. Okay. If you allow the ball, or if you wait to take your backswing until the ball is bouncing, now you're going to be late. Um, That serve that you missed, remember the the guy served it, and 
totally missed. Yeah. Preparation was late, and then subsequently trying to play catch up, and it's not going to work very well. Okay. So you want to prepare a little sooner, keep that ball out in front. That way you're ready to go get it. There you go. Yep. Some great tips from DJ there, and that was just scratching the surface. Um, we got, uh, there's going to be at least two more, maybe three or four more. Um, it was a lot of great stuff that we covered and, uh, I've only been able to play games recreationally twice since I had the training with DJ and, uh, I can tell I definitely need to work on, on that stuff a little more. I need to rewatch those videos because I, one thing I've really been noticing is I, I catch what I'm doing wrong. Like I, I'll make a play. Mm -hmm. and I'll be like, oh man, that's, that's exactly what DJ said not to do. Yeah. So I need more practice on being able to to do what he was telling me to do, but it's uh I just I I've said it I said it before it's it I can't exp I can't really explain how valuable that was that two hours I spent with DJ because it just it made so much sense what he was telling me and uh, I I know what I need to work on I just really all it all it comes down to is I need to do some drilling or just practice like doing what he said during rec play. And uh, I'll be doing a tournament game, uh, playing in a tournament in a couple of weeks. So hopefully I can uh, do a lot of the, the things that he told me to work on and uh, come home with a gold medal. Nice, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was a good tip. Uh, you know, we've gotten good feedback on this section where there's actually tips that apply directly to Webby and myself as, as we're improving our games. And uh, we've gotten really good feedback on it. So we're going to keep this train going. Uh, I just sent over some raw footage to Tony within two pickles. So... He's going to have some more tips in the future. So we're going to kind of go back and forth as we're both improving on our journey. So good stuff is going to keep on coming. And I'm excited to see, nice. Webby, how you're going to do, um, you know, now that you're starting to get some of these professional lessons in coaching, man. I, I, you know, I think it's going to do awesome for your game. I know that the few times I had it, it did a, you know, huge thing for me. So I'm excited to see what it's going to do for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm super excited too. Um, can't thank DJ Howard enough for uh, for the training I got from him. And uh, I definitely look forward to getting some more coaching in the future because it uh, it was very helpful. And I definitely uh, I just can't tell you guys enough. If you if you get a chance to to do a pickleball camp or to get some one on one training, absolutely do it. It will it'll be a game changer, no doubt about it. Nice. Well, I think it's about that time, huh? I do. It's uh, it's almost time for us to be on pickleball talks with uh, Steve Peranto, and I need yeah. to make sure I have time to use the bathroom before that happens. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, real quick, um, I did play at the Meyer State Games of Michigan this past weekend in Grand Rapids. Um, we're gonna have a couple of videos coming out about that. Awesome experience. I was really hoping to be able to talk more about it tonight. Had a, so much fun. So many cool things happened. Uh, but it doesn't look like we're gonna have enough time. So maybe we'll do a podcast sometime in the next couple of weeks and. You know, we can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Webby and I are going to be at the Beer City Open. So if you guys are there, look us up. We're going to be doing some broadcasting there. While I was here in Grand Rapids at Belknap Park, got to take a look at maybe some cool things we can set up there. So I'm really excited about what's going to happen there. And what yeah. else? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I will be at the Great Lakes Regionals in Kalamazoo, Michigan, coming up very soon, just uh, like a week and a half or so. Um, I will be doing the men's doubles 3.5. So if you are in the Kalamazoo area, feel free to uh, give me a shout while I'm there. Nice, man. Well, 
This has been episode 42. So we want to thank all 42 of you out there out there that are still listening. You know who you are. We love you. Thank you guys so much. Again, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Uh, uh, Pacific Time. Uh, Steve Peranto's Pickleball Talk Show. Webby and I are going to be on there. Make sure you call in. And that number one more time is... 971-327. Oh, we're not going to say this together? Anyways, 971-327-9530. That's 971-327-9530. The show starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, you got to figure out whatever that time is if you're in different time zones, because I don't know. But uh, yeah, you should definitely call in. It's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, we will see you soon. And on that note, I'm Eddie. And until next time, this is Webby, not Eddie. Is signing off. So yeah.